Welcome to the Brain Health Podcast, where we discuss cutting edge science to help you maximize your brain function while aiming to slow, stop, and even reverse symptoms of cognitive decline. I'm your host, Dr. Jonah Yackel. Is my brain inflamed? Well, today we're gonna talk about the top four hallmark symptoms that are indicative of a brain that is inflamed, otherwise known as neuroinflammation. And let's face it, we know that inflammation is ultimately at the root cause of every disease process. And while inflammation might get a bit of a bad rap because it's not actually bad, like inflammation inherently is part of your body's natural intelligence and it's part of the healing process. So when we get injured, inflammation is going to be stimulated. It's gonna come to the area in an attempt to do, well, a, a wide variety of things, like three of the main positive benefits of inflammation is that one well inflammation is going to trigger to the brain that we have pain at least for most areas so if i'm running and i were to sprain my ankle for instance well inflammation in the ankle is now going to trigger to my brain that i'm in pain which of course this is beneficial because quite frankly if i were to continue running or walking on an ankle that's injured if i did not feel pain well i'm going to continue to damage it so it's a protective mechanism that can signal to us that there is pain now unfortunately well fortunately and unfortunately at the same time several of our organs it's like we can't necessarily feel the inflammation we can't feel it's not painful necessarily when our brain is inflamed so essentially if you have pain you have inflammation but if you have inflammation you don't necessarily always have pain but so one inflammation is beneficial in the sense that it can trigger to our brain saying hey slow down chill out we need to go easy on this area so we don't continue to damage it two it actually is going to create like a protective casting system so again in the analogy of the ankle it's like well the ankle is going to swell up it's going to get swollen and this is our body again it's the natural healing the natural intelligence of our own body protecting the joint preventing additional damage from occurring and then third inflammation will actually signal to the body it, it has a specific polarity that is opposite of certain antioxidants and nutrients that our body needs to heal and repair those tissues. So that inflammation is gonna be pulling in, it's gonna be signaling to the body, hey, we need reinforcements, we need more nutrients, we need more antioxidants to this area of the body so it can actually start to heal and repair. So one, we can just dispel the proof, the, uh, the, the common idea that inflammation is inherently a bad thing. So dispelling that myth. And inflammation is technically, it can be a good thing in the sense that it's going to help the body heal and repair. Now, if our body is chronically inflamed, so now we're always inflamed, well, that becomes a problem because of inflammation, if a part of our body is always inflamed, what that really tells us is that area of our body is not healing and maybe even more specifically that damage is occurring to that part of our body faster than our body can heal and repair it. So if you've got chronic joint inflammation, let's say you've got a knee that's always inflamed, well essentially what we know is that the damage is occurring faster than the body is able to repair it. It's trying to repair it, but it's not actually able to make any forward moving progress so it stays inflamed and when it stays inflamed 
Well, eventually it's going to actually participate in the degeneration. So it will lose its positive benefits and it can be a further destructive force. So acute inflammation is good. It's part of the healing process. Chronic inflammation, well, it's a lot more complicated because now it can actually contribute to the damage that is occurring. And we know that inflammation is at, like I mentioned, it's kind of at the root of all disease processes. So cardiovascular disease, we know there's a big inflammatory component. Digestive disorders like ulcers and colitis and irritable bowel and Crohn's, we know there is a significant inflammatory component to that. Uh, arthritis, joint arthritis, we know that inflammation, cancers, even blood sugar issues result in inflammatory disorders. So we know at the root that inflammation, chronic inflammation is a significant problem. Well, what about our brain? What about if my brain is inflamed? Well, guess what? Our brains can indeed and do get inflamed just like the rest of our body can do. So when our brain is getting inflamed, well, this is going to show up different because our brain doesn't experience pain in the same way that, say, our joints experience pain. So what are we looking for when it comes to brain inflammation? Well, the four hallmark symptoms of brain inflammation or neuroinflammation are number one, you probably guessed it, brain fog. So we're going to start having some cognitive changes. So memory, recall, loss of words, difficulty learning information, like these are all indications of neuroinflammation. And oftentimes we think of this, especially as we're getting older, it's like, well, it's just part of the aging process. And to some degree, that is in fact true. It's like, yes, we're all going to age. But there is a difference between our chronological age and our biological age. And just because we're aging chronologically, we don't necessarily have to be aging at the same pace biologically. We all know people who might be 50 and they look 80, and we know people who are 80 and they look 50. There is a difference between that chronological age and that biological age. So essentially, when it comes to you know, looking for signs and symptoms of neuroinflammation, well, bottom line, yes, in fact, one of the things that's going to happen is we will start struggling with cognitive changes. And when we hear people talking about brain fog, I mean, the honest truth here is that's kind of a minimization of what's going on. If you hear someone saying, hey, I'm brain foggy, your brain's inflamed. If your brain is changing as we age, if you're noticing some of that drop off, well, right there, you know that you're dealing with some brain inflammation. That is just an unfortunate reality. So instead of just blowing it off, it's like when we first start noticing those changes, we're getting some drop off in memory, in recall, in concentration and focus, in our ability to learn, well, you know that there's going to be likely some neuroinflammation. So that's number one. That, that is hallmark symptom number one of neuroinflammation. How do I know if my brain is inflamed? Well, you're going to start having some cognitive changes. Well, number two is going to be fatigue. And of course, 
We also see this as we age people, people taking more naps, which by the way, napping has been shown to be correlated with Alzheimer's, which isn't to say that taking naps is bad, but what it means is that as we age and our brain gets more inflamed, we're more tired and we take more naps. So bottom line, I'm not correlating, I'm not saying that napping has anything to do with dementia other than the fact that increased fatigue is an indicator or a sign of a brain that's inflamed. And I'll be honest, when I was dealing with this, when I was at my most sick, when I was at the like rock bottom, so to speak, I was dealing with extreme severe fatigue. It was not minimal. Like I could sleep 14 hours a night. Now, again, this is an extreme case, but I could sleep for 14 hours a night and I would wake up and I'd get dressed for work and I, I'd be ready to head on to the office. I'm already, I take a shower, I get dressed, I'm ready to get back in bed. I could show up at the office and I'm an hour into seeing clients and all I can think about is when do I get to go home and, and go back to bed? And then when I would come home, I'd be in bed by seven o'clock at night. And I'm not talking like I'm resting and relaxing, like I'm passed out, crashed out seven o'clock at night. And now I'm sleeping all the way until seven or eight the next morning, last minute, like getting up at the last minute to get ready to go just because I was so exhausted, but fatigue. So it's that deep exhaustion and fatigue is a sign of neuroinflammation, brain inflammation. So symptom number one, hallmark symptom number one, brain fog and cognitive changes. Hallmark symptom number two is going to be fatigue. Oftentimes that fatigue can get fairly severe. Now, hallmark symptom number three is chronic pain. So if you are constantly dealing with joint pain, muscle pain, achiness, this can be an indicator of neuroinflammation or brain inflammation. Now, for a lot of people, this, this starts to get a little tricky because these chronic pain syndromes oftentimes get thrown under the label of things like fibromyalgia. Quite frankly, anytime I have a client coming into my office and they say, I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, well, right away, I'm thinking brain inflammation, and I can probably bank on it. I've yet to have a client walk into my office who has fibromyalgia, who doesn't also have chronic fatigue and brain fog. So these things tend to go together oftentimes. So if you're dealing with chronic pain, that can be a sign and an indication of neuroinflammation. I might add here, that any of these on their own can be caused by a myriad of different things. So brain inflammation is not the only thing that can make someone tired. I mean, quite frankly, if we're not getting sleep, well, of course, that can likely increase brain inflammation as well. But if we're not getting sleep, if we're overstressed, uh, you know, our diets can cause fatigue. A lot of things can cause fatigue. So just because someone's fatigued doesn't mean they have brain fog. A lot of things can be associated with chronic pain, you know, things like arthritis or old injuries that that are continuing to, to stay inflamed. So a lot of things can cause the chronic pain also. And, you know, the same can be said for for brain fog. I mean, we know that the adrenal burnout and fatigue, we know that low functioning thyroid, that a lot of different things can cause brain fog. But when you start seeing these grouping together, 
Well, now it's like, okay, if you, if you're dealing with brain fog and you're dealing with fatigue and you've got chronic pain, there's a good likelihood that we're actually dealing with neuroinflammation or brain inflammation, which brings us to number four. And this is huge because we know, and we've already discussed today, that inflammation is at the root cause or at the source of all disease process. And we've known this for decades, but really it's only been in maybe the last 10 years or so that it's been coming uh, to the surface that inflammation is also a major player, a big factor in mental emotional disorders as well, including depression, anxiety, PTSD, even things like bipolar and schizophrenia are often now considered neuroinflammatory disorders. So brain inflammation can drive mental emotional disorders such as depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar, you know, panic attacks, like all of these things can be a result of a brain that is inflamed. So again, how many people out there are struggling with not just one of these, but multiple of these? Maybe you're dealing with brain fog. Maybe you find you've got anxiety and depression and you're dealing with fatigue. Like these four, now they're not the only four. I could give a whole list of symptoms associated with neuroinflammation. However, these are the top four. These are the most common. They are the hallmark symptoms of a brain that's inflamed. So if you are struggling with brain fog, if you are dealing with chronic fatigue, if you have chronic pain, if you are always experiencing depression and anxiety, there is a good chance that neuroinflammation may be at the root cause of your symptoms. Thanks for listening to the Brain Health Podcast. If you'd like more cutting-edge information on brain health, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, or simply head over to my website, thebrainhealthdoctor.com. If you love the show and want to support us, please leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.